fucking sick. Hey guys, and welcome to the Homebrew Podcast. I am your host, Luis Rodriguez, and with me as always, I have with me, Clairvoyant Kevin Brindle. I fucked it up. Yes! Brian, that's how you say it. You nailed it. That was dead on. You nailed it. All right. The brazen Amanda Drazen, and the lovely Keely Donlin. Oh, thanks. That's a really good adjective. I try to be nice. You know what? You could be brazen. That's cool, though. Also, Luis, it makes it sound like you've never spoken to Kevin before. You're like, Kevin, Brindle? Like, you're introducing him to your boss or something. <laughs> I like I like the clairvoyant point, though. I okay. really like clairvoyant. clairvoyant. I love that. You know it's not clairvoyant? Your pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> I think my pronunciation is very on points. Yes. On points? Points. It's not a pluralized word in that it's a, gr- it's a great it's start. And today, and, okay, and today we're going to be talking about Captain America Civil War. So <laughs> huge spoiler warning. If you haven't seen the movie, fuck's wrong with you. Go see the movie. Um, so, also, you should probably maybe stop listening. And that yeah. is our show. Thank you. Goodbye. Great movie. Bye. <laughs> no. No, um, stop listening if you don't want spoilers because this is going to be spoilier than a souped-up hot rod. Spoiler, I love that. Spoilerier, <laughs> spoilerier. So, There's a lot of a lot of eyes and e's in there. So, as an introduction, I want us to talk about how I hated this movie when I first heard about it and saw the trailer. Um, I knew it wasn't going to be anything like the comic book, but I was kind of worried about that. I was like, oh, it's going to be a piece of shit. I'll say it right now, I personally was completely wrong. It was fucking shit. I loved it. I loved it so much. It was so good. It was so good. I don't uh, even know where to start. It was so good. Like, I love how they Amanda. introduced the new Avengers. But Amanda, you, you read, you read Civil War, right? Yes. Yes. Please. What I is mean, your comparison I was in the same, right now? Okay, that? I was in the same boat as you when I first saw the trailer and was like, "Oh man, they're not going to be including that." But then I stopped and thought about it, and I was like, well, then it's going to have to be, like, five movies if they're going to include all of the entire Civil War series, because that shit's on. And waste so much money on just characters alone. Yes. And also, like, after seeing the movie, I'm really glad that they changed it. Because they fit it into one movie, and they got to the emotions behind it. Mm-hmm. Let's let's call this what it really is. It's not Captain America Civil War. It's Captain America in love with Bucky. That's what it's called. I think it should be called that. Or Captain America Bucky's story. Yeah. Bucky with the good hair, which I can't take credit for, but I, I really like that phrase because I am a big fan of Sebastian Stan's hair in this movie. Was that not a wig? Was that his actual hair? I don't know, but he wears it well. <laughs> God, Jesus. I was saying, like, in this movie, though, Captain America's fighting, I think, was the best. Out of all his movies, it was the best in this movie. I like the fight scenes, but I also think they're hilariously over the top. Like, I was cracking up. I was like, this is actually logistically incredible and amazing and such a joy to watch, but it was also fucking ridiculous. Like, let's start with the motorcycle scene with Bucky. (laughs) Where he just is standing in the middle of the road, this absolutely killer motorbike is driving towards him. What luck, right? And he just grabs it, flips it out of the air, jumps on, and turns around and, like, 
zooms off and like I'm so jealous of children these days because they get to list this scene as like their sexual awakening because holy shit like that was what? was pretty hot it was pretty hot women are very confusing Kevin they have sexual so, awakenings at weird times how We're do you 30 not, seconds like... into this podcast and we've already gone there oh this no, is gonna but be it was and it so wasn't your cool. fault Kevin oh my god it wasn't me it wasn't, it wasn't me you. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to be talking about that, then we need to talk about that helicopter scene, because, hell yeah. Which, by the way, fun <laughs> fact, like... uh, Chris, Evans, Chris Evans really hated that scene because they actually was pulling something away from him. He basically had to work out the morning of. There, He had to hold on to that thing, like, really strongly, and he had to do, like, God knows how many takes. He said oh, he doesn't want to but... do another scene like that ever again. I don't blame him. It looks like it was really miserable. It does, but... <laughs> You Which, I mean, if, we're, if it comes down to it, I would much rather have that morning scene that of him shirtless oh at the kitchen sink. I'd like to wake up to that every morning. I think I completely blocked that out of my mind. I don't even remember I don't that remember scene, that. Man. What is that from? Oh, how do you not remember that? I don't think that's I was movie. distracted by other things. That's I a... no 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 no. It wasn't it wasn't in Civil War. No, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Like, like Captain I was like, America I movie. That. I just that's that's wait, how I so, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. So it's not even a Captain America movie. It is a Captain America movie. Which one was he it's, shirtless in? It was... Well, all of them at some point. The Winter Soldier. Wait, when? I think. I don't remember this. I don't, I don't, I don't thinking remember of which Captain number? America... I feel like Amanda No, because I haven't this. seen that movie. Maybe I did dream it, and my mind is telling me that it's part <laughs> of the movie. But either way, shirtless Chris Evans. Was he wearing cat like oh. sp- Star Spangled... Boxers or something. Oh, God, what are we doing? No, my dreams are not that pathetic. I I would probably dream that. I don't think that's pathetic. I think it's funny. (laughs) I'll say Um, another thing about this movie that I thought was really amazing was the introduction and handling of Black Panther. I think that was so well done. Yes, it was. It was perfect. It felt like it felt real. I was worried because in the comic books, um, Wakanda's like they never really go into it as a city they go into it as like a tribe in like this this field basically it's it's on the african fields so it's like how the fuck are they gonna trans like transfer this into real life oh it's a city and toward the ending we'll talk about that later uh they show i supposedly i suppose i suppose it's like with the real wakanda um but just it was well done and his suit was amazing the actor was great also when he was chasing after bucky when bucky was escaping from uh his jail cell (laughs) when when uh black panther t'challa when t'challa was uh climbing the staircase and jumped down without the suit because the suit does not give him power just shields him from bullets and shit but it was so fucking cool when he landed and just looked up like bitch where are you going he was so cool. And he also rocks the 90s choker necklace thing that's coming back around. I respect that. respect that on the dude. I feel like men that are incredibly fit are the only people that can actually rock that shit. Probably. You have to be pretty hardcore to... Chal- like... Challenge accepted. You gotta have that, you gotta have that, like, that chest muscle thing. It's like, like an indent, but it's like sexy, kind of, I guess. And no chest hair. I don't know if that's necessarily a condition, but that's not the point. Like, I think it's cool how he has that, and I hope they... I don't know, like, I feel like frequently, not always, but frequently, guys who wear jewelry wear jewelry that's significant to them in some emotional way, so I wonder if there's a story behind that necklace that he's wearing. Like, maybe it belonged to his father, or it has a story behind it that we'll see in Black Panther. I think that'd be kind of cool. Kind of like a symbol of his history, give it a little backstory. I think it'd be fun. Well, the 
the ring is definitely the backstory. Yes. Well, that's, I mean, that's one. And everything, but possibly, yeah, possibly the necklaces too. I haven't read enough of Black Panther yet. Yeah, neither have I, but like, I could see the ring being like a, um, like a professional heirloom, kind of like this is the mantle of um, regency that's being placed on your shoulders and that's what the ring symbolizes, but maybe the necklace would be something more personal to like humanize Black Panther. Like this is his story as a person, this is his story as a king, like they're separate, but the same. I'm making this up because I'm just like, there's nothing for me to go on right now, but I think, I think that would be interesting. Necklace. I think it was just a necklace that had a fang or like a claw on it from a baby Black Panther or something. I think he just, just made it look cool. cool. I think he just looked cool because when he landed, <laughs> he thought like, "Oh shit, Black Panther!" Because also with that, it kind of added to the scene, I suppose. Because he was wearing like pants and a really nice like long sleeve black shirt. He just looked really good. And He's also cool. his bodyguard, oh that that woman that was gonna make Black Widow move. I was like, "Yo, that, <laughs> that is... was." She was so cool looking. I thought it was his sister at first, his sister Shuri, but apparently it's not. Um but I thought we saw his sister in the movie, but we didn't. Well, yeah, I also loved that comment. As much as I would enjoy seeing that. <laughs> we got shit to do. Yeah. I have your friend to kill, basically. Well, actually, actually, didn't, um, uh, didn't Bucky and uh, Black Widow hook up in, the, like, the 70s? Wait, what? In the comics? I don't know that. Uh, did they? I actually don't know that. I feel like I heard that they did. It would make. I don't think they're gonna put that in the movie though. I think that he oh, trained no. her. No, but like, um, remember when he was like choking Black Widow and like when he was escaping from jail, and she was like, "You could at least pretend to remember me" or something like that. So like, they did run into each other, I think, uh, historically. But I think that I was supposed what... to mention Winter Soldier when they first fought, and they were like, "Okay, sorta." I'm actually not sure. Maybe, but I think maybe you're right about that. Maybe they had a relationship of some kind. But she's not glad that we're old. coming into this with a lot of like solid info. <laughs> Well, we also got to remember, they're not going to follow all the comic books. The Civil War was like, it was solid, and it was nothing to do with the comic books other than the Accords, which I was just very upset because it's supposed to be the, the, the Mutant or Hero Re Registration Act, not some fucking boundary thing, but they don't own mutants, so that's something I have to give up. No, well, it wasn't the Mutant Registration... It wasn't just was the it? Mutant Registration Act. It was the... Like Heroes vigilante superhero movie. act, where they have to come like out and all, show who their face were. All superheroes and villains and mutants had to, if they had an alter ego, they had to give their legal name and be registered. I just remember that Spider-Man registered himself and unmasked himself in Times Square of all fucking places. Ah, uh, God, he yeah. went to Times Square on purpose. I have to go there because that's where I work, but like. Uh, Next thing that happened, he didn't have to. He didn't have to do it there. Let, let me let me ask this question, and it's a more of a broad-based thing. What I mean, you guys are the comic book guys. I want to hear what did you like, what didn't you like? Big picture stuff. I loved that they, how they handled Spider-Man, how different he was from the rest of it. Like I can see this kid, and he is a kid. He's nineteen. He's actually a teenager. He did such an amazing job, and and I love how he connected with Iron Man. And just how they handled it. The CGI on Spider-Man could have used a little bit more work because I feel like they just ham-fisted him at the end because contractual reasons. But it was just handled very well. T'Challa, so, the introduction of him, was handled very well. I, I liked how they're going to 
bringing these two characters' universes to Marvel and how it's going to be different. So I'm, I'm getting a vibe that you guys thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Yes, and I really, really liked the resolution where it was like nobody won or lost. It was two people who have differing opinions, who exist separately and are still friends and still respect each other, but just know that they have to move on their own life path. I really like that, and I think that's something that we all need to hear sometimes, that like you don't have to win or lose. You can exist and be different, and that's okay. True. So, yeah. I liked that they did touch on... Because initially I was worried that it was going to be more like... Tony Stark is wrong, and so is everybody else. Captain America is right. Everyone should follow that. Like that's the correct, that's the correct option. But it was actually that they touched on both stories and the reasons behind both of them because they both are very valid points, both Tony and Steve's. So it could be there is no right. No, it's it's that they're both right, and yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not like they're, they're not both, both right. right. It's not. It's, it wasn't like, oh, this is the villain, we just take down the villain. No, like, there wasn't a villain in this case. It was Okay, there is one villain. Well, and it's Mar- okay, there is there, No, 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 it's, it's Martin Freeman's fucking accent. No, it's Martin Freeman's accent. What was he supposed to be? Was that what was he supposed to be? Yeah, that, that I, was was I was just surprised. I was surprised that he just went all American. I was like, that's a really forced American accent. At first, I was like, oh, that's awesome. But I kept hearing it, and I'm like, no. No, that was terrible. It was really weird. It was extremely weird because he can do accents, especially yeah. the Western accent, because he was in um, Fargo. Fargo, the TV series. Yeah. So, like, he knows what he's doing. He's a professional. Like, there is a reason he talked the way he did, I feel like, right? Like, he, it must have been a choice. I feel like there's Why? somewhere in the United States that there's an accent like his, and we're just, like, so. hammering it down. I don't know that there is. It sounded like, I'm like, is he supposed to be, like, Welsh or something? Because I don't know much about Welsh accents, but, like, maybe mm. he's, like, supposed to be, like, New Zealandy, but he's in the United States, so what the fuck's going on? And it's like, Bilbo, you're confusing me. <laughs> well, besides <laughs> Bilbo's accent, um, it seems like Kevin didn't like this movie. So, what about this movie didn't you like? Or actually, yeah, I want to hear your opinion, because earlier, Kevin made it very public that <laughs> his opinions are not going to be pleasant so let's hear yeah i i have a feeling it has something to do with there not being enough air horns (laughs) no um i'm gonna be honest i didn't i didn't not like it it's i enjoyed the movie i i will say when i was in the theater i I, it was a much better experience than batman v superman well obviously that's that's an insult that you bring that but don't make me but like, like I, I said, could probably chew off my own finger and have a more enjoyable yes. experience. There was there. I avoided all of like for some reason because it came out a, a week earlier in Europe. There was like twenty of the video reviews, written reviews. They were out way before the movie was, so I, I had to kind of avoid everything, mm-hmm. and I did a very good job of it. But I, I went into it knowing that you know the Rotten Tomato score had it like a ninety-four, and it was like apparently the greatest thing ever, and I sat down trying not to have that expectation in the theater and I, I, I loved it it was good but I did not walk out when I, when I walked out I did not have any sort of whoa that was the greatest thing ever I just drove home it felt like I'd seen a movie I was entertained for two hours and then that was it and then I went back afterwards wrote my notes down about my initial opinions and then went and watched all the reviews I would usually watch if it was just a movie I didn't care about. And there were a lot of people just going 10 out of 10. 
It's fantastic. It's the greatest thing ever. It's the best Marvel movie. And I just, I just can't agree. I can't agree with that. I, I thoroughly enjoyed Winter Soldier more. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of stuff in here that just kind of bugged me. There was there. It, it felt like the opposite of Batman v Superman, where in Batman v Superman, I sat in the movie and I said, this is a horrible film, but I like this, this, and this. This one, I felt like this is a very good movie, but that really bothers me. That really bothers me. That really bothers me. Well, and... could you name a few so we could have a better understanding why this didn't hit you, like didn't really connect with you as much as Winter Soldier did? What, what well, I, I just, I feel like, I feel like, the civil war scenario just didn't have enough gravity for me it just didn't make enough sense because when they're sitting in the room tony stark whose entire motivation is to you know after destroying everybody he wants to you know do good he wants to save people and when when the the caa guy whatever his name i can't i can't remember the guy's name you know the one i'm talking about mustache Asshole you know. old white dude oh, yeah when he's sitting, uh, yeah. he's sitting there Ross. with the accords He's sitting oh, the, there. Um, and... Secretary of State. We'll call him Secretary. Mr. Yeah, that guy. AK Hulk, that is the also that character is the Hulk's enemy. Yeah, like, well, I mean, he, ma- he makes the, he wants to kill the Hulk basically. It just it, it interesting. I mean, big big picture. It I know I felt like I knew exactly how non-Star Wars fans felt when they walked out of the Force Awakens. Because I went into The Force Awakens, a giant Star Wars fanboy. I walked out. I, I was crying. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen. But if I wasn't a Star Wars fan and I sat in that movie, and it's after my like 16th viewing, I can see the holes. I can see the things I didn't that weren't very well done. I can see kind of the, this was forced. I can see it's not a perfect film anymore. And I felt like if you're a Marvel person that loves these comic book movies, you're going to walk into this and see the greatest thing you've ever seen in your life. Because mm. Black Panther's done very well. Spider-Man's done very well. The fight scenes are awesome. I mean, there's a lot of like it's. If you're a Marvel person, you're gonna find this movie great. But I will me- say though, see, I don't know if I would say perfect. I'm I did gonna, enjoy I mean, it, yes. But yes. are we talking like best Marvel movie ever? I don't know. I'm going off of. I mean, these are the reviews I saw. Like, I'm seeing ten out of tens, like across the board. There was only a few that I saw people were giving it kind of a seven or an eight. I would give it an eight out of ten personally. Mm-hmm. But, like, I didn't like, I mean, Spider-Man himself, it just, the tone of the movie shifted when he showed up. And it wasn't in a way that I felt was needed. Like, he's done perfectly. It's, I thought it was a great, it's my favorite version of Spider-Man by far, hands down. The kid was great. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Tony Stark's looking for more bodies to fight, you know, Captain America. And even Captain America's logic didn't make sense to me. Iron Man switched a little too fast. Because the guy's showing these videos of all these people that are, oh, Sokovia and oh, DC. And, and it's like, yeah, but what's the alternative here? The alternative, if the Avengers didn't show up and have a little collateral damage, is the planet's destroyed and millions are dead. Yeah, That's... but I think Tony is also exceptionally shitty at processing his grief. And so his reaction is very knee-jerk, like, we can't let this happen again. Like, he's very... I think he has a harder time seeing the big picture sometimes. Sometimes he's like, I have to fix this. Because he is an engineer, too. He sees a problem he wants to solve and he wants to fix it. Like, that's his instinct and his mental path. So I think that's part of why he kind of reacts so quickly. And, um, you know, even in Iron Man, like, his personality after what is admittedly an enormously traumatizing situation switches pretty quickly. And he's like, I'm doing this now. I'm going 100% in on changing everything. And everyone's like, holy shit, whoa, slow down. But that's, I think, part of who Tony is, is that he reacts. And he, I mean, he reacts on that 100%. That, that, that's, that's fine, but 
then all of the Avengers that are on his side just follow in line. Well, and who it's, was on his side, at, really? no, at, at no point, at no point, and I think one line would have would have made your argument 100% sound, at no point did anyone at that table go, uh, yeah, but we also saved the planet. Well, here's like, the thing. No, here's no, the thing. No, one, no one just raised that That's question. That's a dick What's thing a dick... to do, though. Everyone's like, millions of people died, and they're like, yeah, but millions of people more could have died. Yeah, but I mean, no. but it's a realistic the entire, situation. The entire accords are put on here. You know, if they don't go and save people in Sokovia, the whole planet's destroyed. If they go, if they don't, you know, step in at New York, Loki's entire army comes in and kills everyone. Yes, there's going to be damage in this situation, but there's at no point do they go what you're going to wait on a vote would that have been the way you alternatively fought this was to say oh we need to tell you guys to go out and do it even the part in the beginning when captain america and um what's her name uh scarlet witch accidentally kill the 13 people and the... if they don't step in and you know that fight is done the way it is yes there's 13 people that died but they had a vial of whatever biohazard that was supposed to be that would kill presumably hundreds of thousands of people like yeah, to but just immediately to say that. Like you cannot say that as a politician. None of them can say that. But they're not that politicians, would... they're heroes. Like they have dealt yes. with things that No, yeah. not just not. them, but like they're dealing with politicians and all the politicians, all the people who are pushing for this are not only powerful people, but they're politicians. So they can't say like, Yes, we understand. And it's also like you don't want a bunch of people just coming in and doing what you want. They're trying to maintain some control as leaders of their country in a way that is petty yes but that is also political like that's really th it's think, very plausible for me I, to see something I, like this happen I, I understand what you're saying i understand i mean i, I get where you, i get where you're coming from mm -hmm. but i don't want that in a, in a damn superhero movie like it's the same it's the same problem like when people bitched and moaned about the phantom menace when that came out and i hate to keep going back to star wars on this but <laughs> well, when they bitched, they bitched and moaned because they're like for god's sakes we waited you know, 20 years for a Star Wars film, and we're talking about trade negotiations and bureaucratic Senate meetings instead of Jedi and starship battles and cool shit. And I think in the way Winter Soldier worked is because it was such a simple, it was such a simple, small film. You know, we had limited characters. It was the fall of S.H.I.E.L.D. So you had this smaller world to kind of do a, a, a you know, a spy movie. And it was awesome because it was just it was compact. It was nice and simple. But when you start throwing all these Avengers into it and you start making this a bigger film, if this film had just been, we're going to we're gonna find a way to introduce Spider-Man, we're going to bring in Black Panther, but this is going to be Captain America's story about how he saves Bucky. Like, this is the completion of the Bucky story arc. If, this, if that's how they did this, I probably would have enjoyed this movie better. The only but thing there's... is that's not Captain America, though. The whole, like, in the comic books in the past 15 years, it actually hasn't been... Captain America versus terrorists. Captain America versus this villain from this place. It's been Captain America and how America's changing and how America's government is handling the rest of the governments around the world. And I feel like that's what connected with this one. Like, oh, it's not just the American government that's, that wants you to stop. It's the entirety government. This, for me, I feel like was the Avengers attacking politics. Like, how can they handle something they have no experience on? The only one that has even somewhat any of experience with this would be Tony Stark because he, he, he would give weapons to the army and have dual politicians, you know, working out a price and yada, yada. He's the only one with experience, be it not a lot, but if you pull all these super-powered beings in his room with this 
general, not a politician, general, and communicate with them on what the worst the world wants to do and how the politics want to control them, I feel like it was handled very well. But the only problem is I feel like they should have concentrated on that more. So I'm on the opposite spectrum of you. But I feel like I mean, they, they should have handled it better, yes, but I think they should have concentrated on it more. I, I just – I didn't see – I mean the, the, the big defining moment that w- made sense for me as to why Tony Stark and, and, and uh, Captain America would be going at it to the degree that they are willing to in this film was at the end when he finds out that the that Winter was Soldier – but I mean, that should have, in my opinion, this is my opinion. I've said, like I'm saying, I'm not. This isn't a bad movie. It's just my critiques of how I felt was I didn't like how this was done. I didn't like how this was done. Right. That's that's my gripe. Is that would have been enough of a motivation for me to go? Yeah. Now Tony Stark is going to realize that he's going after the Winter Soldier, and his his anger and willing to fight one of his best friends in you know Steve Rogers, he's willing to fight because he's defending this guy who killed his parents. That's enough of a motivation for me. But how can you? I think no. Hang on, I do have something to say there though, because I don't think that's the reason Tony Stark went at it after Captain America so ferociously. Then is only because it was a shock. Like he, like, like I said, like, and like they said in the beginning of the movie, he's shit at processing his emotions. Like he's very, very, very Mm -hmm. bad at it. So like, (laughs) you can see afterwards after he leaves, he like. You know, when Captain America's talking to him, he's kind of smiling. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, that's all." Like he's he still is very fond of Steve, Mm -hmm. and um he wouldn't have been able to maintain that kind of anger and thirst for vengeance throughout a whole movie. So I think they did the right thing by putting it just at the end, making him snap um, in that short term way. Cause you see him reacting and throughout most of the movie is like, come on, Steve, like this is logistically stupid. Like you're doing the wrong thing here intellectually. And mm-hmm. the only reason he goes after him for a personal reason is when it becomes personal and it burns out really fast. And I do think also, I do want to mention that, um, I think the reason maybe you didn't like Civil War as much is because like the reason you like um, Winter Soldier and the reason I like Winter Soldier are pretty different because like one of the reasons I liked Winter Soldier so much was because it is a really good parallel for um, the question of how we conduct war in you know 21st century America or 21st century planet Earth because it is like do we do do we take preventative measures or do we react do we go in first or wait like that was what made uh, Winter Soldier so good for me is that it was a real mm-hmm. world question and you didn't like it sounds like you didn't like that one as much you liked more that it was a spy movie which was also admittedly super fucking cool mm-hmm. but um, that you liked that about the movie and that it wasn't carried forward into this movie would have made you like this movie less whereas like the big real world questions being carried forward into Civil War for me is what made the movie and that's why I liked it still like I said I didn't I didn't not like the movie right, like, right. I, I enjoyed it but I just I, 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 I sat and I preferred Winter Soldier, but it just it felt like the villain was kind of weak. It the the especially the humor in this movie. I think this was the first Marvel movie where it felt awkward when the one liners were said. I, I didn't like them. They didn't sit well for me. I kind of felt like if you're trying to make a dark tonal superhero movie, this would have been it. Like we're we're not going full Batman v Superman. But it's still dark. There's a lot of bad things happening. There's some bad blood occurring. But when they dropped the the one-liners here and there, except for the one towards the end with Rhodey, it just it just felt off. And I think my my biggest gripe at the end of this is if they had grown a pair and done something dramatic at the end of this film, it would have been a ten out of ten for me. I would have been able Disagree. to look over. I would I would have I would have looked over everything if they had not pulled the punch because in like like Luis's argument about Batman v Superman where you didn't earn the death of Superman which I totally agree with is they didn't earn that and they did it and then they still 
you know, pulled out at the end and didn't completely commit to the actual. Oh, you know, I agree. They, they, they earned they Captain America's death. They didn't, they, they, didn't, it. they didn't earn it. But in this movie, in this movie, I felt like they 100% have gotten to the point they've earned it. And if they had done something at the end of that battle, that last battle at the end when Tony and him are going at it was awesome. Awesome. Cap died by accident, not on purpose. Yes. Let's not say on if, purpose. If, if let's say let's say Tony. This is my this is some fan fiction. So Keely, listen up. I think you'll like this. Uh, I don't like all fan fiction. So oh, let's you'll it. like this. You'll like this. You'll like this. <laughs> I've read some shit. <laughs> oh, I understand. So um, I finished I'm... some shit that I probably shouldn't have. It was awful. <laughs> it broke my mind, and also some of it's just plain bad. There was this one that was a Princess Bride and nope, like nope. Captain Swan <laughs> crossover, and it should have been good. It should have been good, but it's oh, bad. Princess so, Bride, Captain Swan. Captain Swan being the ship name for Captain Hook and Emma Swan in Once Upon a Time. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so like, Killian was the dread pirate Roberts. Don't. Yeah. No, I was like, okay, this could be awesome, but it was written really poorly. Anyways, I was really sad about that. I w I finished it, but I wasn't happy about it. So in um. <laughs> So I'm trying to remember which stone it is. So I'm going back to Thanos. All of you know who Thanos is. Mm -hmm. So he has something called the Soul Gem. The Soul Gem could revive people. It can manipulate souls. It can also uh, raise the dead. Either you can control the person that was raised from the dead or not. Now. Kind of like a Sasuke and Itachi in Naruto. A bit, Itachi's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a, a little bit. bit like that. A little bit, but it's not it's, dead, so I'm sad. But it's completely, it's completely, completely revived. There's no control if you don't want it. But um, this is what I'm thinking. This is my, this was going to be my theory, but they kind of ruined it. Um, oh. <laughs> if Tony, the reason they're fighting is because Winter Soldier killed Tony's parents, which would drive everyone insane. And I re I'm really happy that Tony said, he killed my mother. Didn't even mention the father. He killed my mother. I was like, yep, there you he go. He still has his issues with his dad, though. Yeah, that's why he didn't say it. I was like, oh, that man loves his mother. And I was like, yo. When they said that he killed his parents, I was I flipped sides. I was like, yo, fuck Cap. Kill Winter Soldier. Kill that. I don't give a fuck if he had no control. Kill him. See, see no! this is the thing. And, and, and not to interrupt you, Luis. This is the thing that just drove me nuts in the movie. Was I'm going, okay, Captain America's like the guy, right? He's like the guy. He's the good guy who had all these oh, things. He sure is the guy. Re oh, regardless God. of whether he was under mind control or not, you know, Bucky, he still did all this stuff. Like, he still committed these crimes. And, like, the way they showed him kill if they had just had him kill his parents, as in, like, they got in the car accident and they died there, and it just was it, okay, that, that's dark, it sucks, whatever. But the fact that he, you know, bludgeons his dad to death with the metal arm. And that then they do this the, slow thing where the mother's just sitting there whimpering and he just goes and slowly wraps his hands around her neck and then they pan up and then he chokes her out and then decides to slowly walk over and shoot the camera after he's done all of this stuff. I'm just sitting here going, okay, Steve, for the love of God, he still did it. Like he's, that's brutal. If I saw that, yeah. I would still look at my friend and go, I can't. If I can get arrested for, you know, if, you know, if manslaughter is something that is criminal, I don't care if this guy was under mind control or not. He still committed all of these atrocities. So for Captain America to just swear off all of his morals and all of this to protect his buddy, despite the fact he, you know, if this was a cover up and the Winter Soldier did nothing, that's a different discussion. But he did it all. It's just he was under the mind control. So for this 
level of an argue this level of a dispute where they're willing to just completely split this whole team in half just made no sense to me it made none no sense i'm with captain on this one though and also steve has had more time to process it he's had time to think it over and be like how do i feel about this and it's also different because it's not just a friend it's not even just a childhood friend it is the only person who's still alive who he knew it is the last bucky is not just like his friend he's a symbol of steve rogers as a human being and not a symbol you know what i mean true and so it's like if i save my friend i save my humanity yeah myself as a person and not just a job not just a symbol not just a soldier i don't i don't know because i mean he's more loaded than just a friend i mean that's fair but i mean he's had he's had how much time to develop these relationships with the avengers that i mean they're legitimately friends now so to just be able to nuke that whole concept and willing to go that rogue to the point where he's defending a guy that he sees the footage of him choking out his mother. That was brutal. Like that was aggressive for a Marvel movie. That's yeah, just, it's, but, just, yeah. it's just not enough. It's not enough for me to go, Oh, yep. Team cap. I understand why you're doing it. It just, it made no sense to me that you, he would go for his character to mean what he did for so long through all these movies to just go, fuck it. It's Bucky. I know he did it all, but uh, he was tricked. And then well, just blow the whole I, I thing disagree up. with you on the whole accountability thing too, because yeah, manslaughter is one thing, but it was not like Bucky was essentially a weapon. Like it's, I, I hate to say this, but you can all, you have to kind of not think of him as a person at this point because he is just a vessel for the intent of Hydra at this point. I mean, like not at this point, but like when he was doing these things. I don't think, not that he shouldn't be held. Like, I don't even. It's a very hard question to answer for me. It's not black and white. Like he still did it. Like I. I don't feel that way. I feel like this is a hard thing to wrap your head around. Accountability, um, responsibility. When, you know, he was just the body carrying the gun, essentially. Or basically, he was the gun. Somebody else was pulling the trigger. But either way, mm-hmm. I don't think it was quite as clear cut as Captain would do anything to save. Bucky and and everything. I think it's also partly he's like, no, it's not really like who are we to decide that Bucky needs to die? Like this is he need it needs to go through the proper channels. Yeah, yes, and not only that, all these terrible things. But what we need to do is prevent these terrible things from ever happening by helping Bucky to like, defeat what he's done. Yeah, I'm with Amanda. I don't like, and I don't like. I just I feel like I don't know. I, I'm I'm just kind of in disagreement, and I also disagree on that someone should have died at the end of the movie. I love how they kept everybody alive because killing someone would have felt like such a cop out to me. Having one of them die, like these are people who need to live with their decisions and show how you can live with differences. I I, I really like that. I think it's really important and really valuable. Well, here's a continuation of my theory um, of also why I think, personally, that Captain America should have died in this movie. And there's mm. a reason for that. We need to have... Marvel has been avoiding hard-hitting deaths in every movie they've done. So it's like, what is the loss in these movies? You're not, I don't, we're not going to really lose anything. It doesn't feel like Game of Thrones. Like, oh my god, who's going to die next? It doesn't even feel like Walking Dead. Um, now, here's my theory again. You guys know about the Soul Gem. One of the people that have the soul gem is Doctor Strange. They're making a movie about him already. What if during the fight, or like, let's say after the fight's over, and 
let's say Tony set up a, a weapon that was going to kill Cap, like or at least stop him during the whole fight. Like, oh, it's like this would be charged in so amount of minutes. And he's fighting him, and he's on the ground. He can't move the suit anymore, except let's say that weapon had like a backup resource power, and it was an automatic already. And it shot Steve through the head. Instant killed him, right? We'll skip a few movies, you know, because we don't really need Cap anymore. You can do Black Panther, Doctor Strange, whatever Thor movie comes out next. And we go straight to everyone fighting Thanos. Everyone. Thanos has all these five gems of all these powers, space, time, soul, whatever. And let's say... Let's say Iron Man grabs the thing, grabs the magical slash technologically advanced gauntlet and uses it and wishes Steve Rogers back. One, it would close the loop of of Tony hating Steve Rogers, hating Captain America. It would also fix the gap of loss in all the Marvel movies, as well as uh, Captain America's death as a symbol in the movie would affect the Accords. We lost somebody because we were fighting over these Accords. So now Tony would be thinking harder about what these Accords actually mean and whatever result would happen from that. I think it just would have been way more impactful, more meaningful, and Steve wouldn't really be dead for long, but he, his death would be like, oh shit, it would make the new fans like, yo, they killed off a Marvel character and not even just like a side piece. They killed off a big name guy. When I was in the okay. theater and Rhodey got shot down and hit the ground, first I of all, I thought he was dead. I thought he was dead too. Everyone I thought, thought he, he was dead. dead. I thought for sure he was dead. And I, everyone was like, I, I didn't realize how many people loved him. I was like, everyone was like, no. I was surprised. Now, if they killed Cap, I'd have been. Everyone would have been fucking floored. Everyone, everyone would have been like, well, they can't believe they did, just did this shit. Well, let me ask you this, at least. Do you think they are? Do you think they're gonna kill him now? Because he's technically not captain now. He dropped the shield. Yeah, but he they, he can be. I forgot he's called something. That also happens in the comics. He he gives up his shield. He gives up working for the government. Works for himself basically for life and liberty. I forgot what he's called, but well, my, my this is my and again I don't read the comics, so like this my bold prediction, which is going to be wrong because I'm usually wrong, um, would be that Cap dies at some point in the next couple movies, and then the Winter Soldier wakes up out of hibernation. You know when they fix him. And he goes, finds out Steve's dead, and I think he picks up the shield. In yeah, honor because of he's suppo- because he's supposed to be Captain America. Yes, unless... he's supposed to be. I think, I think that's where he wakes up and becomes Captain. For how they okay. do it, I don't know. That'd I do cool. want to say, Luis, that I loathe that potentiality, and I'm so <laughs> glad they didn't do it. It sounds like the most bullshit Doctor Who Stephen Moffat Gallifrey's back now, idiot thing. You don't bring someone back if you've killed them. I don't like that. But the only thing really they, they like can that. do that though. That's the I thing. don't want like, them to though. Them. I don't yeah, I really I don't hate that. Like good idea either. Actions have that, consequences. Because... If you kill someone, they are dead. And Tony's already thinking about the accords. This whole thing is leading him to thinking about it, but he still sticks to it because I think he does believe that it is a good thing to do. And I kind of agree with him, the accords. But I would hate it. Hate it so much if they killed Steve, had him dead for a while, and then had Tony bring him back. I, I really, really hate yeah, that. I, it, I, I, I don't it. want. I don't want him coming back. I just. I don't I, want I, him I, dead. For for me personally, I I sat through, and I think that's the thing I liked is they didn't just do the the DC thing where we're just gonna throw fight scenes in your face, like they really. It was a two and a half hour long movie that they they. I feel like I earned the action scenes because they did develop them well enough where they actually had some gravity to them. They didn't just like oh shit Black Panther. Like I felt like he showed up for a reason. 
So it was long. There were certain parts I was like, God damn, there's a lot of talking right now. But when it, it felt like it was used, it was it was warranted to have it in the movie. But I, at the end, I just felt like we built up so much that I just I wanted something to be like the moment. And I feel like Marvel's just at that point where it's like you guys have been kind of pulling your punches very well. Like they're very good. Most of the movies have been very good. But you've been pulling your punches that we I needed something. If this is kicking off phase three, I needed something big. Show me you guys have some cojones and are willing to take some risks. And I think they're I at this... that point. They need to do something. I, I think that this was them taking a stand, though, not killing someone, not doing that. That was their stand saying, we're going to deal with these questions in a more complex way, in a more emotionally complex way. I, I think that was a stand in and of itself, that they didn't go the standard uh, comic book route of... Well, I, I mean, I, mean, I understand. I know. I, know, I know what you mean by the comic book route. I'm just talking from a... Like, by, by Return of the Jedi, they wanted to kill off Han Solo just because what the hell is this character doing anymore? And, you know, when they killed him off in The Force Awakens, it was a big fucking moment. Like, they, it showed that, okay, this isn't just going to be a completely bubblegum movie. We're not just going to follow the same... We're going to do something dramatic. It's the same thing when you killed Obi-Wan Kenobi off. Fair enough, we didn't have three movies to build up with him. But we're, we're showing you that we're willing to take risks and, and actually have real consequences to actions. And after a while, these fights just keep happening and they keep saving the world and it's just crazy shit happening all the time. Eventually, I want to feel like there's a risk that we're going to lose someone because if we aren't losing anybody for any reason, I'm just going to go into these fights after the sixth Avenger movie and go, well, no one's dying because they're not willing to take that chance. And it just loses the ability to be, have real suspense when I'm in these battle scenes because I don't feel like anything bad's going to happen at the end. Well, I don't know. I, I feel like I can't trust any death that's portrayed in a Marvel movie at this point. Even if Captain had died in this movie, I would have been like, but how dead is he really? Because they haven't killed <laughs> yeah, that's they true. Have, I mean, that's, they have killed someone in every movie and follow and like they've stuck to none of it. I, I don't know. I don't know if there's a way they could have killed someone in this movie and had me believe it and feel something because I would have been like, but it's Marvel, so how are they gonna bring him back? Because that's like the first place my mind jumps. Like for God's I, sakes. Like just, they have agents like... of shield now for for Coulson, like I feel like they're caught between two, they're caught between like, at least in this movie, and I think this is why I I, I walked out not dancing. Was they're mm -hmm. caught between these two worlds of like we're trying to give you the the superhero movie that's grounded and it deals with real life things, but at the same time they're kind of sacrificing the superhero thing in the process of doing that. Like the Dark Knight was so well done because that's that's. That's the easiest character, the easiest superhero character to make realistic. He's basically a detective on steroids with fancy mm -hmm. gadgets. And it's so easy to make that realistic. And that's why that trilogy is fantastic. But Batman v Superman, a horrible version of it. But this one, it's like, okay, you're going to give me the political stuff and that's fine and it's great. But I want to see the superheroes doing superhero things against actual superhero villains, supervillains. You know, I want to see that. Either, either give me a 100% grounded in real world movie or give me superhero movies. Give me crazy shit. Give me Superman flying through the air and, and saving planes and from crashing. And I want to see them do superhero shit. And in this movie, it, it, it just it felt like I've reached, for me personally, I've hit critical mask of, okay, this is great, fantastic. This is sort of grounded in reality. But in the process, you're sacrificing both sides of the coin. You're not giving me a full superhero movie where they're doing superhero shit 
And you're also not giving me a 100% grounded movie. And in the process, I'm watching the movie, picking it apart, going, that's kind of, I know why they did it. It makes sense, but it doesn't, it just, it, they need to pick a church, pick a tone. What are you doing with this? And I mean, not, I, 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 can, I can follow you on that because they did kind of jump around a little bit more. I think, I wonder if part of it is because of how successful Deadpool was that they were trying to like throw some more of those one liners and lighten the mood mm -hmm. kind of well, thing. Which, I mean, I definitely have my grievances on the movie. I enjoyed it, it was good, but there were also some things that I picked apart, like... Okay, Wait, I'm sorry, but one, one of the... Th Civil War. One of the things that really, really pissed me off was Aunt May. I get it <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man yeah. is younger, but what the yeah. fuck? Like, no. Well, she's younger in the comic now. That's why they did it. Yeah, like, that one doesn't Yeah, but if they much. were gonna do that, then they should've had a more diverse character like the new comic book I, i'm not gonna say like it should have been better in this way or not i i think aunt may's cool i think she's hip um uh, from what i saw of her i like that she seems to be trying like to make healthy what was it date loaf yeah, but um, she's also 51, I, the actress. I, I really, I didn't... Yeah, the actress is Wait. 51, yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah that's she why is. I wasn't she's not that like worried. 20. That's why I was I, like, I, the age is right. Like, when Spider-Man's near his 30s, Aunt May will be near her 70s. You know what I really I really wanted from Spider-Man, though? I, I just, I wanted him to be at the point where he didn't have to hide that he's Spider-Man. Like, that's we never get going over to the, happen. Can we stop? We don't need another damn origin story with him. I don't and think if we're going to get an origin story. I know, it's not going to be, it's not, like, he already's there, but I, I know what you mean. But I felt like if, if you had had the introduction of Spider-Man in his own movie and Tony's the one recruiting him at the end of the standalone film the way he did in this movie, I would have loved it. Just the way Nick uh, Fury recruited the rest of them. That's how I would have liked it. I like that but he was just like out of nowhere. Like, where just, did the it, recruitment shit? It felt, it, I, mean, I know what you mean, but it just, it didn't, feel, it felt like it was shoehorned in the movie. I'm not saying it wasn't done well. But when I'm, I, it just the tone drastically changed with him, and it didn't, it didn't do any favor to Civil War. Like it did, it did. That, I think that's the thing. Like, there's so many things I liked in this movie. I loved Spider Man. I loved Black Panther. I loved, like, I loved it. But it just felt like it was put in there at the expense of really keeping the tone and the dark and the seriousness of what Civil War is supposed to be. It just kind of undermined it a little bit, and I, I, just, I didn't like it. I just I feel wait. like oh. I feel like you and I are both like you and me are Tony and capping right now because I'm like <laughs> I see what you're saying, but I fundamentally disagree. Like <laughs> so I, I that, told you, I, does that mean I'm I told you? Yeah. That's cool. No, like I told you, this was gonna happen. Yeah, like I understand why you feel the way you do, but the things you don't like about it are exactly what I do like about it. And like and I feel fair. like the the one liners are kind of like they're Han Solo of this movie. Like they're a little bit like out there, but they're balancing it out because otherwise it would have felt. A very heavy. It would have been a it, bit of a dark well, I, I know, but I feel like this yeah. was this was how you do a darker toned superhero movie. Yeah, like, agreed. He was like, I wanted to cut my wrists in the theater. With oh, that was just for the love of God, just That's stop be being a so depressing for the site. Stop being so depressing here. Can we get some superheroes so I give a shit about these characters? In this one, they did. They they kept it really. It was a somber tone throughout the movie. So when they threw in the one liners, I was like. I know why they're here because this is Marvel doing Marvel things. But I kind of felt like if you're going to make this the jumping off point, and that's what I heard going into the movie, this is the jumping off point for, you know, phase three, then keep that tone to make me feel the tension. Because when the tension's broken like that, 
that whole immersion factor I have is just a, a person in the seat trying to enjoy this. It breaks for me. And again, this is because I'm not the Marvel person. I'm just a moviegoer sitting down. So I've, I've, it's much easier to break the immersion factor for me. And it, it was, it's, it's very well done. But those things that they kind of shoehorned in were well done. It was funny. He was great. His fight scenes were awesome. I really liked it. But even, even when they were fighting, they're kind of like pulling punches and, well, we're still friends, right? And I'm just like, I'm not feeling a real civil war here. I'm not feeling the tension that I was described as what it was in the comics and how serious this was. It just kind of felt like, the, it just felt like they weren't committed all the way and they weren't willing to take risks. And I'm at that point with Marvel where I'm, all right, I'm an adult now. You've set these up. Show me there's some actual danger here or else I'm going to just be bored at this point. I kind of feel I mean, like what you felt during the fight as well. Like there's no impact. But yeah, there was none. You mentioned phase three where it's gonna where it's gonna go. I, I so I don't know what's gonna happen with Marvel and how they're gonna well, what writer they're gonna pick for all these future movies like Black Panther, Doctor Strange, uh, the next Thor. It's they're getting away from the mainstream characters and going toward the secondary characters. And since phase three, usually a lot of things end in in threes. So I feel like comic book movies are I think when they reach phase two we're at their peak and now they're starting not fizzling out but they're slowly making their way out the door we're getting to the kickstarter bonuses in yeah. the franchise is what you're saying <laughs> yeah so I think the I next just... thing is video games transferring well very well into movies I'm sure everyone here has seen the Assassin's Creed trailer. If you have not, Kevin, you need to see it. Yeah, I've, I've seen it. Yeah, it yeah we like just a... watched it with you, Louise. And I will say that the most important part of that trailer is the fact that it's Michael Fassbender in shirtless. the movie. Shirtless. You forgot to say shirtless. Well, he is shirtless, but that's not even the point. It's Michael Fassbender. He's one of my spaceship people. Like, <laughs> I, I loved it. <laughs> when I saw that trailer, I was floored. I was so happy. The reason I think that video games are going to be the next thing in uh, movies, like, very done well, not like Super Mario Brothers back in the day or any other fucking video game movie. Wait, there's a movie of that? Oh, boy. Super Mario Brothers? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh man. Awful. We're going back to that? Yeah. Oh, that's one of the worst. I've seen the, I've seen one the, of the worst movies ever made. That was so oh, bad. John Leguizamo is... Luigi. That's bad. Oh, bad. Well, oh, let me ask you, why? Why do you, why do you think this is? Why do you think video games are the next thing? Because, well, in 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 to be to, to be devil's advocate here, there has been some dog shit video oh, game yes. movies made over the last twenty years or so. So, how are you convinced off of one Assassin's Creed trailer that this is the trend? So, for instance, uh, Assassin's Creed is a bonker ass game. Like it bonker sort of doesn't ass. make. Bonker ass game. That's how much sense it makes. You sound um, like a like a riled up grandpa. Bonkers ass game. Well, people do <laughs> say I'm older for my age and wisdom and years. I don't think I've ever uh, said that. that. None, of, none, of us, none of us said that. So. Well, the voices in my head disagree. <laughs> none of us anyway, said that. <laughs> um, so, uh, the way I think it is, the whole ge- premise of Assassin's Creed is there is this bit of technology or something left behind by aliens. That the animus. People, the, no, 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 no. See, you're already jumping ahead. I am jumping ahead. The reason you're thinking too hard. It's not the animus <laughs> that they're looking for. They're looking for the apple of Eden. Yeah. They use which the makes, animus, a, which a makes device. no sense in the 
which makes no sense in the game, by the it way. Makes no sense. No so sense. I think I think transferred to movie, the movie will be better than the game because it would be more concise and it'll, it'll hit solid points uh, and not just be about random bullshit technology. And Michael Fassbender hmm. is the one that pushed this movie forward. He really wanted to do this movie. Which is so, adorable to me. I find that I hysterical. It. Out of all people, he doesn't look like a person who, one, wouldn't even play games, much less an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, he, he said he never played it when he signed on. He never so, played the game. Did he play it during it? Because he really wanted this movie to be done. Unless he I, really, I really it. don't. I really don't know. I just know that him if he because they he signed on for this years ago. Like this is not news. This is this yeah. is rumored a lot. So he had time. Ago. He had time to like play these. So I'm games. sure. He, I'm sure he looked at it. Yeah. Because it I'm, looked like it took heavily from the first. It, it game. looked. It looked very good, but I'm very apprehensive. These, I mean, you should be. Games. I agree. You should. Very be. apprehensive because but, the problem is, the problem is, is you have to. You have to at simultaneously appease the people that watched the game because if you're a if you're a giant you know especially with Warcraft if you're a giant Assassin's Creed fan and you go into this movie and they don't do enough justice if he doesn't run on the wall the same way if he doesn't do certain things exactly the same way if you don't touch these certain bases you're pissed but at the same time somebody who has no idea what the hell this crap is can't go into the movie and enjoy it the same way. It's it's, I, I it looks good. The trail looked great. I like Michael Fassbender. You know he's a dreamboat. We boat. all like Michael Fassbender. He's a he's a dreamboat. A fantastic Magneto mm-hmm. can do no wrong. But I mean he can it, do a few things wrong. <laughs> but I mean like that's I'm very apprehensive because <laughs> the history of comic book movies, even Resident Evil, in its prime, was still pretty campy. It was not done really dark and really scary and it was yeah so i'm very apprehensive i I haven't ever seen tomb raider or played the game the reboot yeah there's a reboot for tomb raider as well oh i I was talking about Uh, alicia uh, volkander whatever her name is the the chick from uh, ex Ex machina uh alicia she won yes she won an act she won a uh uh, oscar for uh crap ex machina no 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 for uh danish girl yes that's it (laughs) Thank God, I thought you were going to say Man from uh, Man from Uncle. No, it was I want to see that actress. movie. I'm not sure about that. I think movie. it looks fun. It looks but silly. The reason, again, why I say it's going to be so good is they picked the perfect game for it. The game is kind of, like, wacky. It's kind of, and it, it With every game that releases, they always do, like, they expand the universe. The technology, the, the story. The but it's also, it's also dangerously running thin because kind of like the Call of Duties of the world, people, they, they took a year off of Assassin's Creed this year to finally... Focus. Because people were tired of the annual releases, and... I think it goes more toward the game mechanics and less the story. Uh, I it really was it was talk about the story that much. That's because I mean that was that was why Black Flag did so well is because it was the first one that kind of threw out the whole Assassin's Creed plot and just kind of made you a person. Because in the first three movies, you play a certain guy who's a lineage with the assassins, and they're trying to use his his memories to go through. And because I mean, I played all these. To, to go through and, and figure out where the Apple of Eden is. That's what they're they're looking for, that power. Mm-hmm. And in the fourth one, it, they changed creative directors, murdered that guy off, which is why it made no sense that you just threw away three games worth of content, not including the spin-off games. So it's probably like six games worth of, you know, well, backstory. You we don't know how they're going to end that. They don't think they threw it away. They're going to use it for something else. No, he's but... dead. Like No, no I, know he, dead. I know he's dead, they, but they, what they the information is uh, Spoiler alert. So they then they rebooted it where you're just a you're just a person, 
working for the company that is now just going through and operating programs with different people. So in the fourth what? one, you're, you're, you're not actually, because that's what it, that's what it still, felt like you, it was building. No, you forget, they're still using Desmond's DNA to go into Oh, I know that, but they broke away. The whole thing that it seemed like they were building up to, which is what, I mean, I wanted and you know the original fans wanted, was this guy outside the world as he was experiencing his ancestors' memories was learning the skills in the outside world from the Animus. So it felt like it was building up to this guy oh, was going to assassin. eventually end up as the modern assassin, and then you'd eventually get a modern game. But they saw the writing on the wall and went, we can't continue this forever, and this is going to be an annualized franchise, and the business aspect came in, so they murdered him off and now made it so you can just churn out games every year and it doesn't fucking matter. Well, they're changing so it now with the new production, but... That's what I'm concerned about with this movie is that was a really tight script, that tight storyline, and it made sense. And it was if you brought Fassbender in as a different member of this lineage of assassins, you can make because this is going to be something they want to make 16 sequels off of because no movie's independent anymore. If this is just random shit, it's going to fall apart. I like think he's his before. own character because we all know he's not dead. There's no way he's Desmond. There's unless they're changing that completely. Do you think they time back? Do you think they time back and he runs into Ezio or? I think they or... may because they did show his weapon. If you look closely in the beginning of the trailer, that was yeah. Ezio's hidden blade. There it was, was no mistaking it. It was very flamboyant. It was very crazy. And that was the only one that was that flamboyant because uh, was it Leonardo da Vinci is the one that fucked with it? Probably the, the hidden. Yeah, he made if the hidden blade. Flamboyant and so the, hit, the hidden blade. Vinci, I bet. Yeah, probably. It was. The it hit, was also the during hidden, the Italian, Italian era. What the, was that? What was it? The Renaissance. The, the Renaissance. The hidden, yes. The hidden Blades showed up in the um, Crusades. It was back then. That was the first. Game. That was the first one, though. But it wasn't first like that was, was like archaic. That was like no. But he, but he had he had the hidden blade. The second yeah, one brought you had to cut in your the finger dual, off for the in, Second one brought in the dual blades, and then it was in I think Revelations. He had the little hook thing that he could slide down ropes and shit with. But because they showed it, and because it, I don't think that is the character in Assassin's Creed the movies hidden blade because they show his hidden blade and it was very intricate as well but not as flamboyant as italian i think there's a whole character that's part of the assassin's league Hmm? did they say what the time period was did they release yeah they they said it like right in the beginning of the trailer the spanish inquisition okay so which is unexpected (laughs) (laughs) kevin where's no one expects the spanish inquisition you're failing me (laughs) how am i failing you there's no horns for that Oh, like sorry. I like I kind of put I, I put it away for the podcast. Oh, that's so sad. That's so. That's don't never listen to me again. Yeah, don't don't get me go don't get me on a, an Assassin's Creed rant because the direction they took that franchise just. I agree. Angry, I'll so. just say one thing. I agree with Assassin's Creed Four. Assassin's Creed Four, you play as a pirate, and you had to discover like all these different cultures. Which, by the way, I love how they showed different. I loved. I loved. I loved Black Flag. I, by the I, way, I, fin- I agree. I finished that game. What, I, I loved same. that game. Also, did you know they actually showed the indigenous people of Puerto Rico in that game? No, the not. Daino assassin. That's my people. That is, she's the reason I look the way I do. I look mixed. I look like, like I'm Middle Eastern, but I'm Puerto Rican. It's because of that. I, when I saw that they, they put that person in there and they, they did the accent correctly, I was floored. It showed me the direction that they're going to go in, which I'm happy about, but... Of course, Unity and or was it Syndicate? Syndicate came out after that, right? Yeah, that was like in in, in England, which I don't know where they're going with that, but I, I think it was more of exploration of tools. But uh, oh, there yeah, was um, after Black mobs, Flag right? was not Syndicate. Yeah. It was um, it wasn't Syndicate. Unity. Um, 
Unity, yeah, that one bombed horribly because it was glitchy as hell. That was glitchy. But the thing is, the reason why both Warcraft and Assassin's Creed, the movie, I think will do so good, so well is because the game developers are actually helping make these movies. Both Blizzard on the Warcraft movie is there. Their title is in the sequence, and they're, they have uh, people who done product design for them in, that, in the production for the movie. Same thing with Ubisoft or Ubisoft or however we want to pronounce that stupid name. Um... They have people that are helping this movie out. You saw it when you immediately saw 10 seconds of the trailer, unless yep. people from the movie were like, oh, that's a great idea. Let's use that. But the entire movie looked like a CGI video game. Like, the entire thing was like, oh, I'm going to just press X or something to do this move. It just looked amazing, and I can't wait for it. And besides the Kanye West thing, which I don't know why there's hate, because the Templars are did start off as sort of a religious group until they found that, you know, alien artifact, whatever. When it's like I am the god, and then they had like that symphony thing. I like that they, how they did the trailer. It showed like a good marketing aspect. This is a popular song, as well as show great footage of that movie. I agree. So, uh, do you think you're gonna be in the theater like with your thumbs twitching, like trying to hit buttons? Like, no, 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 to the left, to the left. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think. I, know, I think. I think. I think people who have played the game, though, if if they do the choreographed stunts the way that. I hope they do. I think you will sit in the theater being like, "Oh, he hit square there. Oh, that was a double. That was a, that was an R two double X." Like, I, yeah, I know you're gonna have those relations. Yep. So, like when he jumps sure. off of the tower, the way he does with the spread eagle, you know, the the leap of faith. When he does that, it's just like every gamer nerd is just immediately which, losing their minds because it's way, just perfect. I have a theory about that because I don't think they're gonna do that shit as they do in the video game. Uh, I think it's going to, because in the video game, you can escape security people by doing that shit. Or you can yep. just get off the tower really fast. You can't do that in the real world, and I don't think they're going to do that in the Animus. I think that's going to be <laughs> his way. You can't do that in the real world. You can't do any of this shit in the real world without getting arrested. Lies. You can do, well, not getting arrested, that's true. And I'll talk to Gavin, my parkour uh, instructor, about that. Um, I think that's going to be his way of getting out of the Animus. Like, he has to do that to get out of the Animus, to gain control, like, kill himself. That's not a bad idea. I don't mind that. I that's think that's going to be bad. it, because it, that's the only oh thing that God. makes sense, because if you, if you freeze that's frame actually... the trailer, there's nothing underneath him. There's no fucking haystack. There's no cart. It's just ground. And I'm like, that's a good way for him that, to get out of it. And that, would be, that, would be re- that would be really clever if that's... I feel because it looked like the his. ending of a movie, like, oh, he's going to break out and just... And that can lead into the sequel, whatever, and Assassin's Creed, whatever. And it, imagine mm. the movies do what the games cannot. This will be a first. The movies are actually better than the game. That'll that'll be awesome. I think I'm thinking too much about it, but maybe that is. I hope that's what it is. God, I hope so. It's good. Well, I think I think that's a problem. I mean, I, I know you and I wanted, and this is a this is a quick side note. I know you and I discussed Uncharted Four a little bit because yeah. I got my hands on that this week, and it's good. I enjoy it. But I'm having kind of a, a like a, a crisis with this game. That's a very casual way to say that you're having a crisis. You're it's like, just oh, it's a little bit of a you know. It's, gamers do yeah, that every yeah. now and again. We kind of have crises about things we really care about, and they're fucking up, and they're gonna stay fucked up because no one's gonna. Fix no, no, but I'm 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 wondering if this is gonna be like a moment in my gaming life that I will be like, this is the page turning. I'm going into phase three of gaming. Oh no! And, Don't do that. But it, it's like. All of the Uncharted games I've played, and it's if not my favorite gaming series, it's one of my favorite, have been a game that was a movie. Like I mean, like I was I was playing a game, but it was like a movie. Yeah, I agreed. I this is that. the this is the first time I feel like I'm watching a movie, and the game elements are getting in the way of that. Like it's so pretty, 
And especially in the first couple hours, it's so cinematic that when they make me all of a sudden in the middle of this very well-made storyline stop and parkour for half an hour, I'm like, it breaks the immersion for me. I think I think that's a product uh, that's a, a product of bad development for the game. I don't think that's actually yeah. So I think the game just fucked up on that because they weighed one side against the other. I, but it sounds also like you want this to be a movie. But I mean, that's the thing though. It's like they do. It's the graphics have crossed a point in this movie when they start doing the facial animations. I feel same, like I'm watching a Netflix special. I'm same, watching a Netflix special. You said movie exactly. There. Look at that. That's fine, but I'm watching this and it feels like I'm watching like a Netflix hour long The Dark Knight Returns, you know, animated special. I'm watching this and then all of a sudden it transfers into gameplay and it's gotten better the second half. Like they, it's it's more enjoyable. But you'll have these awesome cutscenes and then all of a sudden I have to, you know, platform for 20 <laughs> I have to platform I have to platform for 20 minutes and 5 minutes to get to the to the cutscene. And in all games before this, it was the cutscenes were there to kind of help, but I liked the game. I was here to play the game parts, and then the cutscenes just embellished it. This feels like the the actual gameplay elements hurt the film, it hurt the film aspect of the actual story. And I, I'm hoping that they, you know, like when I look at the Assassin's Creed story here, I'm going, if this is well done, I'm never going to touch an Assassin's Creed game again, oh, because I'm well, gonna I'm gonna get. Agree. I'm gonna I'm gonna get everything I want without the immersion. And it's the problem with video games now is they're getting so goddamn realistic on the screen that I I the immersion for me when something wonky happens, when I die for something and a glitch happens, when something when something weird happens, it immediately breaks the immersion for me. Because the ability for me to use my imagination to fill in the dots has been taken out of my hands and put into the developer's hands. And that's why I'm so excited for VR because I feel like that's the next level of immersion I have to have in order for me to really dive into this and connect with this. This kind I'm of really curious whether you know what VR with video games and movies. I'm very so if these uh, that's what I mean is if these video game movies do spin off, if Assassin's Creed is as good as we all hope it is, and it looks, you know, from a from a viewpoint like the actors are on point, everything's beautiful. Michael Fassbender, shirtless, really cool too. Great yeah. cast. Like it looks like they're doing it justice. This isn't some bullshit sci-fi version of you know, something crappy with a bunch of C-list celebrities and like, oh, it's, it looks and, like and they're the costumes, doing it justice. The costumes look cool. It looks fantastic. Like, like the, the costumes in the video games, like from what I've seen, I've never actually played Assassin's Creed, but I've seen the photos and like my roommate plays um, Assassin's Creed, but every time I see them, I'm like, man, that's a good coat or, oh, mm -hmm. that's a cool hood. Or, it's that's beautiful. A great it's, it's a beautiful coat. thing. Yeah. Yeah, and it looks like they're carrying that forward, and it's a really cool, like, fresh take on the costume. It looks great. I want to know what they... I hope they explain that more. Like, what is this? What is this symbolizing? Is because it's during the Spanish Inquisition. It's not actually saying that the character that that Michael Fassbender is playing it has is from Spanish ancestry. His assassin just may be in that region. I wonder if it has anything to do with the people in the Basque region or the um the uh, Pyrenees. I forget what the group oh, is. Oh, it could be a minority be. group. It's interesting. I don't know much about them, but I know that maybe that's where that uh, design influence is coming from. Because they also have the, like this weird tribal facial tattoo. I'm telling you right now, 100%. It has to have a tie back to to the the games. I like, think there it has will. to be. The story elements have to tie back to Ezio or to Altair or whoever the hell they decide to tie they it back to. They actually just it may like say, "Oh, it has it's a to happen." They might just say, "Oh, we've used this uh, animus on other people, and they've." They are now gone, or some. They put something yeah. small. Although you put something small in it, I'm happy. I don't care if it's like a just something small that 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 says that that world existed. No, but like think about if you have this whole movie and at the very end, he runs, in, takes his hood off, and it's Ezio. 
Like that would be that's it. That's oh, all I need. I don't think it's gonna be, be I don't think they're, I don't do think they're going to do that because that would be something I'd want. And God forbid they put that in. Using a main but I'm saying, character from that game, oof. But I mean, not not kind of like a Star Wars spinoff movie where it's just we're touching base on this. Yes, this has to do with the games, but this is a whole different storyline. But we're showing more you sense that this touches. Altair, because Altair was yeah. the first. Mm-hmm. What about oh, okay? Think. So um, Ezio and Altair—they're both in Italy, yes. No, Altair is the Middle East. Uh, what okay. part of the Middle East? I can't remember. Italy and Spain did have a lot of interaction and like crossover. Like, and Sicily was pretty. You know, actually, I think it was controlled by Spain for a while. Corsica, it definitely was Corsica and some other one. But anyways, there's a couple of islands there between Spain and Italy where there was, you know, a lot of back and forth. So if we are talking about Spanish Inquisition era, I think it's possible that there would be interactions with the Italians. Um, and back at this point, Italy was basically just a bunch of city states screaming at each other and being fancy. Um, but Italian as we know it today like so like the spanish and the italian would be interacting so it could be it's possible that Ezio would show up in this movie in some way or that his exploits would be mentioned i think um and i know that because of hitalia which is an anime everyone should watch well you ladies want to know something really good i got good news for you i love good news tell me some good news kevin if 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 they make more than one movie regardless of whether it's the same time period or character michael fassbender will play every single one of them that is such wonderful news also actually uh... might be in these movies period like as a person because it takes place around the same time yep hey man the renaissance yeah. and the spanish inquisition takes place at the same fucking time can you imagine and, if people just flip it uh, oh if so I, they... I think the spanish inquisition was earlier i think it's later like no. the the Highland Renaissance was what, fourteen eighty five or something like that. Fourteen to fifteen hundreds, I think. Sixteen hundreds, you hit the Baroque period. Seventeen hundreds is the Rococo loosely. Um, and when was the Spanish Inquisition was... like established? Like fourteen seventy eight. Oh Jesus! Why would I know that? AP Euro history was like. Why do I know that more than school? you? I don't know. Probably because like. You're Hispanic. I don't know. Take your reason, man. <laughs> well, Luis, let me, let me let me ask you this because mm-hmm. I know in the in the premise of this film, Fassbender is being executed, and when yes. he wakes up from his execution, they're putting him in the Animus in order for him to channel his memories. Mm-hmm. Do you think he is going to be an assassin that was caught and is now being executed, and that's how he's like he's actually become an assassin in the in the I don't think day. I think he doesn't know that he's descended from an assassin, but because of the knowledge that he has there. I feel like people are going to break into this place, take him, just like they would with Desmond, and not train him, because I think the Animus is actually training him to do it. And they're using tests, because the trailer just showed him doing like a bow and arrow as himself, not as... Well, and they have this weird contraption. They have this weird contraption he's connected to, where it's like he's got this belt thing, and he's jumping around. What the hell is that? I can make that make sense. That yeah. is like that is not in the games. I'm that glad I it's not. I feel like when they give him those devices, like the hidden blades, I feel like his his DNA would like see that, like see that they're putting this on him. And when they put the animus connected to him, he can do like the movements freely. So maybe he actually is like moving, but he's unconscious in the real life. But he's in the subconscious, going through all this through his DNA and experiencing the, those those uh those sequences. And it's training his body because he's actually moving his body. That's the only thing that makes sense. So when it's muscle memory, it's not just like muscle memory. He actually has to do this. And when he gets out of it, he's already, he's training himself. 
and but it will surprise them like like oh it surprises how how strong a person is uh, they surprise themselves I feel like that's gonna happen and when they when if another group comes in and breaks in and tries to kidnap him and say oh you're actually part of this this thing it's gonna add like the sequel you know mm-hmm. I feel like that I, I like the way they did the animus in this one because I had never understood how Desmond was able to train himself like his body to do all these assassin things without actually training for it yeah so I like the I like the difference kind of cool I feel like it reminds me of like some sort of anime training that I've seen I I mean it probably I feel like that was Ghost in the Shell so hard I don't know why yeah you know, I think it might be Ghost in the Shell that I'm thinking of. It's like halfway between Ghost in the Shell and like you know how in Evangelion they're putting the pods with the yes. liquid, like the what is that called? Uh, I don't remember. It's it's a it's a metaphor for the uterus and the womb, but yeah. Um, I don't remember what it's actually called, but it's kind of like that, and that like that. it it transfers information and like you know the the consciousness of the Ava to the person in the Ava kind of thing. Word, I, I agree, and I just, I, I just hope. Again, I just hope that this movie sets a precedent for all video games transfer- transferring to movies. But we'll see. Like, honestly, we'll see. Yeah, I hope it's good. And, you know, World of Warcraft looks kind of bad, but, like, yeah, not bad, bad, bad. Like, just kind of dumb, but not, but well done. Dumb, but well done is how I feel like World of Warcraft <laughs> is going to be. You know what I feel like is just going to be dumb and bad? just all around but mm. kids are still gonna somehow like it oh don't say it the angry birds movie oh uh, they're making an i angry forgot birds they're making movie. that too i That's forgot the... about that too and technically also that Ratchet is a video Clank. game movie <laughs> yeah, video Ratchet game as in it's, it's cinematic like yeah i think roger clank bombed right well the thing is those we're getting yeah it bombed we're getting super excited about video games being come turning into movies, but you you know the only reason why this is happening is because Hollywood can't come up with new ideas, so they're just they're running out of books, they're running out of sequels to make. Let's just start ripping off video yeah. games. Well, and the and other rebooting. thing is, like you've said, a lot of video games incorporate move like little mini movies within them. Oh yeah. So of course they're just going to expand on that. We will see. Uh, Fucking we, we Hollywood see, cannibalizing uh, the creativity of game development at its finest. Yeah, it's already all dead. Hopefully there's a resurrection in the future. But I think this is where we're going to end it. Um, if I'd like to ask our audiences, what do you think about Civil War? Obviously, you're going to have your opinions. If it's good, bad, and different. If you share our opinions or if you differ from it, awesome. Don't care, but also care. You'll figure it out. <laughs> um, next thing is, what do you think video games are going with these movies are you confident did super mario brothers kill it for you did any other like <laughs> oh video my games god kill it for you? oh one oh i do have to say that one video game to tv adaptation we didn't talk about was legend of zelda that's a movie tv show my friend wait what oh yeah animated look at oh up. no i remember this i no god no no i'm not even gonna no uh uh memories uh you can find us at the homebrewpodcast.com you can also find us at twitter at the homebrew pod as well as instagram at the homebrew podcast uh you can also follow us on itunes as well we're gonna be uploading this every uh every other monday and have subsequent other podcasts in between Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Hobru Podcast. Fare thee well. Airhorn, airhorn out. Airhorn out. Airhorn out. Airhorn us out. Hold on.